Welcome to this episode of Let's Chat. I'm your host, Chris Travel, coming from the Cat Cave in Providence, Rhode Island. We have a terrific guest. It's Hadas. Uh, a little play on words. Her Twitter account is at Hadas Terrific, so you can give her a follow. So I was trying to do a little play on words. Hadas has quickly become one of my favorite people. A little while back, I was invited on the Common Room podcast about the comedian Tig Notaro, a fantastic documentary that is available on Netflix. I'm pretty sure Netflix actually made it. And it's uh, heart-wrenching, and uh, I can't recommend watch the documentary and then go listen to that episode. And make sure you hit subscribe to uh, Common Room's podcast because they got some great stuff over there. And make sure you go to the Common Room website, comrom.co. From there, you can get to their Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Tumblr, Instagram account. I really like Common Room. I love everything they do. I really respect what Hadass is doing. I I, I never, when I was younger, would identify as a, a nerd or a geek, but I feel like I probably would have, should have. And, like, it's I, it's harder, especially if you can be a female. And it's what Common Room does is just, you, you'll hear Hadass kind of explain it more, but it's it's her way of expressing her fandom of things she loves, but in, like, a way that's still, like, relevant to both, to both genders. Like, there's a fitness, fashion, food, pop culture, podcast... Um, I'm reading their top of their blog. It's cool. You know, like there is a huge fashion and geek culture that I'm not a fashion person, but I think that's fascinating. Um, please go to Common Room's website and follow their blog. Follow all of Hadassah's hard work. She's so fucking cool. Uh, I learned a lot from this episode. I think if you're a fellow podcaster, there's a good section about booking guests that I found amazing about trying to connect with different hubs. The, so I definitely took a lot away from this. And of course, we talk about what if we were a contestant on a Nickelodeon game show, what it would be. Uh, and man, tweet Hadass online at her at Hadass Terrific. Talk to her about Harry Potter and see quiz her, see how much she knows. Because yeah, it sounds like she's a true fan. Uh, Hadass is wonderful. I really recommend that you follow her online. Check out Common Room, Comrom As always, we are on the Core Temp Arts Network. You can find links to everything uh, that Hadass and the Common Room has. Plus. Links to this show, past episodes on Twitter. I'm at Let's Chat Podcast. Uh, make sure you check out my appearance on TV. Ate my brain with Carly. We we uh, we talk about iZombie, so that was a ton of fun. And I will also be a guest on We Got Five. What uh, with Peter and Devin. Devin, of course, was last week's guest. If you're listening to this in order. Also, I do want to give a special shout out to a Twitter friend of mine uh, who's been a huge supporter of the show. Uh, you should follow uh, Brianna on Twitter at B-R-I-P-O-E. I think that's a, oh, not a, a circle. She's got an adorable toddler. She's great at the old uh, gifts and just been a huge support. Brianna, if you're listening, thank you. Oh, follow her Instagram, Instagram.com, B-S-G-C. Y L O N. Uh, we and her tweet pretty much every day. She's the best. Um, as always, uh, just thanks for listening and do me a huge favor if you like. Leave us an iTunes review because or Stitcher, hey, and now Google Play. That's pretty cool. Uh, that stuff is that stuff's everything. It means a lot to me and it really helps out the show. If you want to help out, check out Common Room online and let's get to it. Let's chat with Revel and Friends is part of Courts and Parts, a podcast network featuring pop culture, TV, and movie podcasts. Check out our other shows that pop this live, Talking Shondaland, We Got Five, and TV Ate My Brain at courtsandparts.com. Now I'm in the limelight because I rhyme tight. Time 
to get paid, blow up like the world trade. Born sinner, the opposite of a winner. Remember when I used to eat sardines for dinner? Peace to Raw G, Brucey B, Kid Capri. Funk, flat, the flex, love, bump, star, ski. Well, thank you uh, for doing this. Um, I'm, I'm so excited. I've actually wanted to have you on for a real long time. And, Me uh, too. This, thank you so much for coming on the show a few months ago oh, and so filling fun. in. And you're, you're so like, you know, when you have, I'm sure you've had this before, where you either have a guest or in- someone you're interviewing and they're just like so nervous and so quiet and have nothing to say. And you're just like, oh, come on. I know you have it. I, that's why I invited you. You know, like I'm not, you know, I know you, I know that you're great, but they suddenly freeze up. And when oh, you yeah. came on, we didn't know each other, but I was like, no. this is great. He really knows how to speak. <laughs> no, yeah, I just I liked you guys a lot. I was like, oh, this was I was like talking about my favorite thing ever. And then I was like, we have everything in common. Yes. And yeah, I'm bad at booking. Like it's definitely not my strong point. But I somehow uh about every week you always have like something so interesting to share with us. What are you oh, yeah. Well, I do like a lot at a time and then I stop. So I'll do like 10 and then that gets me through 10 weeks. <laughs> and then like I have like four weeks. So even right now I'm like set eight weeks out and I'm like, oh, uh, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And then I start pushing out as many as I can. <laughs> Is this your first year doing this? No, I'm like on like almost year three. Okay. So when it was my first time with Common Room, I scheduled a full year of ideas because I was so nervous. Yep. I was so nervous that I wouldn't have anything to talk about. And now I have so many on the back burner to edit and so many that I'm still recording, like that, that I'm like, what are you doing? Like, how could you possibly think you won't have anything to talk about? Oh God. <laughs> you know, what's funny. I, at one point uh, before I, there was a time in the period of the show, I had a co-host who left pretty early on and so i continued without him and i was like around like episode like 28 it was before i really think the show is even worth listening to because it was just like my friends i completely get you yeah i was like i don't don't even look at the old ones they're just like me just trying to learn how to do it (laughs) and i was like i'm gonna have to quit because i'm just running out of people to ask on i'm done this is over and then i learned then i got on twitter and everything changed everything and now i'm at a point where i'm like i can think of too many people i need to have on that i don't have time for Right. I was just doing that now that, so it's so funny because I feel the same way that, um, when I re promote old episodes, I'm like, Oh no, not that one. Why do I keep it on the feed? So that I'm, uh, so I once asked Dave pop culture case study. I was like, should I delete them? And he's like, no, it shows growth. And I'm like, no, I'm going to delete a few. <laughs> like some of them were really bad. Yeah. Like the others, I could just be like awkward stage and then um uh hold on what was my point Hadass (laughs) uh oh oh, going through stages of of like this project so then I we did Potter Week in July and I thought hmm events are so fun and you get to involve so many people and people like to know what's up or like what's the point uh what's the topic that's coming on and you get to invite people on for a certain reason so now with all these events like my goal is to grab every friend I made online and make sure that they play with me on the podcast because that's great. I, because for us, like I feel like you and I have been into podcasts for a while. Yeah. The world is just slowly finding out about it and finding out how easy it is to do one. So easy. So- I like spent way too much money on equipment looking back. I didn't because yeah. I, I read a guide and it said, uh, don't buy a mic until your seventh or 14th episode. Uh, and 
when I got there, I was like, I don't need to. My I- Apple iPhone headphones are so good. <laughs> I know. It's ridiculous. And it, it's – I feel like I'm still trying to make my way through the whole Facebook party for people to get on. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. every time I'm like, oh, my God, all these people are amazing. And then God, just recently – it's so fun to talk shop because I don't talk about this with anyone, so I love it. Um, <laughs> Me like too. A, P- a PR person just got in contact with me, so I'm like – all right. And so like, I'm like pumping his out, but I'm like, but I'm still trying to get my friends on, but I also want to like talk to this person, this person. So it's just, it's just like, uh, and then like, teach me your ways. Yeah. Oh God. Friend of a friend. We were on a Skype call meeting like a year ago. And then, um, that if you actually, yeah, I put that thing on there. I'll email you this person. Uh, he's got, his name's Blair. He's the director of the, uh, Oculus Rift movie. Um, he directed a documentary about like Broadway understudies. Um, he's looking to get on more podcasts. His PR guy like got in touch with me. I was like, well, first I felt like an ass because I was like, no, I'm not really into it. I don't like horror. And he's like, uh, read more about his bio. And it was like, oh, Silicon Valley start, uh, tech startup. Oh, Oculus Rift. Oh, oh man, I should really look at these things before I just say no. I don't want to talk to your director because I don't like horror movies. <laughs> but yeah, ever since then, and then it's just like, uh, and then Twitter and little things by little things. And do you do that thing? Like, I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I should try to get names on here. I was like, what well, fuck names? I just want to talk to people that are nice. It's so funny because, well, yes and no, because I think of it as hubs, not necessarily names. So I don't know if you know Travis the Grim. No. He's- super nerdy uh, guy, like I would call him a professional fan. And he's super excited and genuinely excited about a lot of things. And he talks about them and he gets you excited. And I became his friend through all these other nerd and blogger communities. So sometimes I'm like, okay, Travis, I need your nerd directory brain. I want to have someone on the show that isn't from this community or that one to meet new people and to attract new listeners because I feel like uh, the community that I'm in is small and large at the same time. Yep. But but I but I I pretty much know everyone or everyone knows like everyone a little bit. So I I want to keep branching out and meeting new friends. Um, so not necessarily like oh my gosh I want Gal Gadot on the show. I was just watching Batman versus Superman stuff, so she's on oh, my nice. mind. <laughs> but like I, I mean I I do, but it's not like I'm reaching for that. I'm, yeah. More reaching for just new friends, new yeah, new points of view. Don't you feel like that too? Like sometimes you read the same sites and you're like, I know this p- person's point mm-hmm. of view. I don't need to read this. <laughs> yep, I do that a lot. I I like to listen to podcasts and if I like it, I reach out to guests. Or but then I also have a then there's another. It depends. My I really feel like it's a mood. And then there's other days I'm like, fuck it, I'm gonna reach out to the lead singer of my favorite band from high school that I loved for 15 years. And then, then there's other days I'm like, I'm gonna try to get Harrison Ford on the show. That would be amazing. Did you hear that Nerdist one? That was so awful. I had to stop in the middle. It was. (laughs) So let me point out the reason I love that episode of podcasting because it shows that it doesn't matter who's on your show. Because Harrison Ford, I found more boring than just (laughs) than regular people in that particular Nerdist episode. There's Nerdist episodes of people who are way less known that I love more than that episode with Discord. And I was like, all right. And that was like a moment when I was like, I could do this. If you can't make Harrison Ford interesting, I can do anything. <laughs> oh, no, but yeah. like It wasn't not... Chris's fault. Exactly. You took the words out of my mouth. But you know what I also found funny? Michael Shannon was on very recently, and he was similarly hesitant and a little weird, but then he got awesome. 
like it worked for him so well. While with Harrison, I don't know. I have a, I'm a little anti Harrison Ford recently. He's I've so always, grumpy. <laughs> he's just such a weird dude. He's so grumpy. But he's from I, that old guard of Hollywood where it's just like different and it's just, I don't Oh my know. gosh. Oh my gosh, Chris. When you get Carrie Fisher on your show, <laughs> please invite uh, me. On. You can come do that one in person with me. <laughs> That will never happen. I wouldn't even be the right person to talk to her because I wouldn't know enough. I don't think it matters. She's going to steer the conversation yep. her way. And and I feel like she would so do it. Like if we become friends with her enough, she would do it. <laughs> you got to think because, you know, everyone knows everyone through six people. I'm like, I mean, I know someone who knows someone. God, actually, all right, if we play that game now, my wife worked with a woman who was in charge of Rhode Island Comic Con, and she was supposed to come this year, and she was sick, and she's coming next year. All right, I'm going to pull some strings. Oh, my gosh. Like Carrie, Oh, come on. my gosh. I would just be like, can you talk about your episodes of 30 Rock and then let her go <laughs> for, like, four hours? <laughs> I I saw her. I love Graham Norton. Do you do you watch, like, the I, British? I watch it on YouTube a little. Yes, yeah, me too. So the, when she was on uh, this it was like, I think his Christmas episode. So it was uh, her, um, John Boyega, Daisy Ridley, oh, man. uh, someone else. Oh man. I forgot who. And Kylie Minogue. Oh, David Beckham came in for a few minutes. Kylie Minogue. So, so Graham goes, uh, Carrie, uh, do you know about Kylie? She's very big. You know, I don't know if maybe you know about her, uh, cause we love her. And she's like, true Carrie. And true, like, so deadpan. She's like, I loathe her. <laughs> I love her. She's so she great. Is. She's really funny. And then I read that something online that she's like a really well-known uh, script doctor, which I thought was pretty fascinating. And then, I mean, see, I like Star Wars, but I'm not like a uber Star Wars person. So, but uh, I think she was always my favorite. I'm I'm more like um, I'm very passionate, but I can't tell you about the extended universe. Like uh. I know little things, but I can't be like in this book by this author. And yeah. I, yeah, I don't know that. Yeah, it's my brother-in-law, and I tried to watch one of the newest Star Wars films with him. Not, not the newest, like the original. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I had to leave the room. I couldn't take it. Actually, fun fact, every five seconds, <laughs> I was like, dude, I don't care. I just want to watch the movie. Okay, so, <laughs> so I need annoying. to invite him when we do the commentary tracks. Like, yes. I want to oh, do commentary God. tracks. That and would be amazing. He was someone who was upset about the new Star Wars movie at first because it was racing the camera. Seven? Yeah, the Force Awakens. Oh, yeah, because it was veering off. Because it veered off. But then, of course, we all loved it, so it was okay. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's a whole two-hour episode for of Common Room about my thoughts about that. So whenever people bring it up, I'm like, uh, I want to talk to you, but <laughs> I, I've done that, and I don't want to take up I, all of your time. I liked it, but I don't know enough. For, but I also don't know why I shouldn't like it, so I just kind of... <laughs> it's very simple for me. It's I. It was so fun. It was so funny. Yeah. And it, was, it was really great. I really enjoyed it. My only nitpick is that it's a carbon copy of an, the first ever movie, A New Hope. Yeah. Like it touches every single beat. Yeah. And that's really like illusions are nice, throwbacks are nice, but this was just we knew everything because you really followed the script. <laughs> That's, I, I knew that little. I was like walking into it like, is Yoda going to be in this? <laughs> like I just couldn't remember any. It's been so long. My wife's, my wife's like an obsessive sci-fi nerd. So she's like gets mad at me. She's like, are you, are you doing a bit? Are you kidding? I'm like, no, seriously. Yoda's in this. She's like, he's dead. It's like, oh, I don't remember that. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> we had to go see the uh, Star Wars costume exhibit when it was in New York City. And 
I Was actually, that worth it? I always wonder. No, like, not at yeah, all. Yeah, Discovery ones are never that worth Ever it, right? Good. And, like, the costumes from Star Wars are really shitty unless it's the the, the prequels. That's so true. And the prequels are terrible. <laughs> I don't but, agree. Uh, I, I remember well, not liking no. them, but I, I'm not one to argue that because I don't remember. But, but I remember – I saw Yoda, and that was probably the best part. I was like, <gasps> but that was more because I loved Jim Henson, not even because it was Star Wars. <laughs> Wait, this this past weekend, um, I was – or I don't remember when, actually. I was showing my mother the Darth Vader and son, Darth Vader's Little Princess books. Have you heard of this? Oh, yeah. I bought some for my nephew. So I got them from the library because I've seen pictures of them online, but I really wanted to see it all. And uh, I was telling my mother, like, why it's so funny because she doesn't get it. I was like, you have to understand, this is so funny. Like, you have to understand why it's so cute. And uh, she's like, oh, uh, didn't one of them die recently? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, uh, I don't think, like, I, she wouldn't know, like, Count Dooku. Like, she wouldn't know that. I don't know who that is. So, it's from the second movie. Um, oh, okay, he's yeah. the guy who played uh, Sauron, I think, from Lord of the Rings. Christopher oh. Lee. Oh, yeah, yeah. Name? Dracula. Yes. So, so it, I was like, that's not him. She would not know him from that. So she's like, he's the guy, and he, and his ears and his eyes are like this. And I'm like... Does she mean Yoda? Like, she would say he's green. Like, that's, like, the first, you know, descriptor she would give. Turned out it was Spock. <laughs> <laughs> she meant Leonard Nimoy? Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. I, that's pretty wonderful. <laughs> and uh, So were, were, did you grow up with geek culture, or is it, are you a Johnny Come Lately like I am? No, my brothers are 10 and 12 years older than me, so I oh, they yeah. were, like, my third and fourth parents. I really liked everything that they liked. Uh, there's a great picture of me when I'm little where they put me in one of their t-shirts that's Rambo. My hair is like a curly Jufro and I'm <laughs> playing with two action figures of theirs. And uh, I've never like rejected that. I, I When I was little, I wanted to be a boy. Like I thought I should be a boy because mm-hmm. I like to play rough and I was a tom- tomboy and I liked all, I liked all the gu- um, listeners I'm using quotes, like all the boy stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so I always really liked that. That's uh, one of my favorite things about the geek community when I go to like Comic Cons and stuff, like the deconstruction of gender roles. It's fucking awesome. Like cosplay, like men work women's costumes and vice versa characters, and then everyone's just like, no, it's all fun. Who cares? It's (laughs) so sweet. Like it's the nicest people. It just, they're just the sweetest people you've ever met. I also just like that. um, When I think when I think we're around the same age, but when we were. When we were both younger, nerd and geek was still very much a, it was a bad thing. negative. Yeah, yeah. And, it was, and it didn't matter if it was sci-fi fantasy or studies, like if you were yep. into your studies or into like facts, like if you loved history or whatever. Now, there's nothing cooler than being excited and invested in anything. Yeah. You know, there's still those people like in my family, my cousins think I'm the biggest weirdo. They think yeah. I'm so uncool, like and they haven't yet realized that I'm actually pretty cool because I'm invested in something and you can be too, like whatever yep. you're into, that's so cool about you. Um, but they're not, they don't like that yet. So, so. No, it's funny. And like, you know, Star Wars is pop culture guys. It's not a nerd thing. One of the yeah. highest grossing films of all time. <laughs> right. It, and it's not even like anything you can, you can be like a nerd about politics and that's okay. Like yeah. whatever you like, it's so cool that you're, you invest so much time and you excel in it, you know? Oh, uh, no, it's great. And I, and I think I wish I, I grew up with it now. Cause I was so like afraid of that stuff when I was younger. 
Because I'm afraid. Because of bullying, or yeah, probably. And I wasn't. <laughs> I never was really into sci-fi. Um, but I loved the Simpsons and like the Muppets and like comedy and stuff. And I was just like, yeah. and music and was just like so obsessive of it. And then you kind of find your little subculture and hide there and it's great. And then it, everywhere you go though, you kind of meet the same archetypes of people. And then it came very bro-y and frat house kind of culture and <laughs> the stuff I don't like. But then well, by the time I found like the, it was really like nerd, like podcasting, especially Nerdist podcasts, like mm-hmm. open, open my eyes to a whole world of like, I love all these things too. We yeah. could be in our late twenties. I'm 31, but at the time it was my twenties. I'm like, I can be in my twenties and still love Jim Henson. Thank God. Well, that's another thing. It doesn't matter how old you are. You can still be excited. I, I said this on another podcast, but my mother, she, Oh, like I can see it in her eyes when I'm reading Harry Potter. There's a little sadness. <laughs> like she's like, "You're still rereading this," and um, um, and I, but there was one turning point where she was watching TV and they were making fun of people who were so excited about the latest Star Wars, and and she said to me, "You know, I felt really annoyed because people get people really love things, and you know, she was like defending the nerds, and I'm like, oh my god, you she's get it over." <laughs> I was like, we all have stuff we just like. It's just different. And it's just nice. Like, life is hard enough and there's enough terrible things in the world. Yeah. And, like, it's something nice about fantasy or just, like, a movie or just, like, I like, I love television. And now I'm at the point in my life where I love more superhero stuff than I've ever had in my entire life. Because they're throwing it at us, too. <laughs> and it's great. But the Netflix shows. And, hey, best I, – I – my two favorite of the whole – everything I watch – I don't know if I can even rank them, but, like, Flash – Jessica Jones, Deadpool are my top three right now of everything. I haven't seen any of those. Oh, well, I'm I need to see the Netflix shows, but I'm nervous that I'm gonna love it so much and then be sad that it's over. You know? Yeah. I have to pace myself. Daredevil's really good. And season two came out <laughs> already. Season two's out. So okay, I'll I do have one. to recommend <laughs> Jessica Jones because it's more of a film noir than anything. And it's she. It's barely a superhero show. It's definitely the darkest of anything I've ever watched. I've heard David Tennant will blow your mind. Kristen Ritter, another oh, like another one. Like you know, she. I liked her in Breaking Bad, but she's always been that like model actor that I don't know a ton about. And then she was a nerdist. I'm like, oh, you're really funny. You're, <laughs> you're a cool person. And then she does Jessica Jones, and now I'm like, I'm in love with you. You're amazing. You're a phenomenal actor. Yeah, Jessica Jones all the way. Start with that, and then Arrow and okay. Flasher. Oof. <laughs> That's another one. <laughs> There's so many shows on There's right now. There's too many shows. I don't even. There's too many. I was talking to Carly from Core Temp about like doing yeah. a, a TV podcast or something, and we're like listing off all the shows that I watch. She's like, well, I watch a lot of stuff. And then she's like, Do you watch Mr. Robot? I was like, Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> Did I? I started it. Yeah, I loved I... it. I needed something to put on in the background, and well, that is not, a, not the show. No, <laughs> no, that's a fucked up show. They had to like. It really is. It makes you feel very uncomfortable. I'm not even that far into it. I think I'm like yeah. on episode three, but I'm just like, ugh, I feel uncomfortable all the time. <laughs> and it's gonna get worse. Okay. <laughs> I read that the actor had to clear his schedule for season two because it gets so dark. And that's, uh, yeah, it's. Oh, I just even yeah. thinking about that. It's like Breaking Bad where it gets under your yeah, that, skin. I ha- okay, so I watched the first season of Breaking Bad and it was okay. But when it started the second season, I was just like a little over it. Yeah. Like a little over how stressed I am yeah. and how much sex there was. It was just like, oh my gosh. So oh, just yeah. chill. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
Um, I do that a lot. There's shows that everyone loves, and I'm just like, yeah, like Game of Thrones. I don't watch. No, it's fun. <laughs> just over. And her, I like. The... I'm a, my wife's in the, in the kitchen. I just hear, "You're a loser for <laughs> Game of Thrones." It's ten episodes though, so it's it's uh, manageable. Like Breaking Bad is full season. Yeah. Dress, and I I, I was thinking about this recently that I I kind of want to try it again because people are so obsessed with it that maybe. Maybe I can make my way through the stuff that I don't like and get to the amazing parts that everyone talks about. Yeah, I don't know. I think I'm just like, hey, this is one of those cultural phenomenons that I'm just going to not be a part of. Right. I didn't do Mad Men. Mm. I did one season and then I just, but then I don't know. Then I'll watch like old episodes of West Wing instead. So Mad Men is one of those beautiful shows that's super depressing in content. So. I literally I rewatched it before the finale last year and I um I would watch two episodes in a row and in the middle of the third I would get really funky like this funky yeah. feeling like that's the word in my head that I used that I was just like oh I have to stop it was just so upsetting um, <laughs> I used to have uh, anxiety attacks from watching Curb Your Enthusiasm Really is that that kind of show? <laughs> it's it's a comedy but it was just so realistic and so uncomfortable. I would oh like gosh. I was like I can't I can't do this. Like I love it but like it's just so uncomfortable. And then it depends on my mood and like the day cuz there's days I want to come home and laugh and then there's days I'm like fuck it let's put on the saddest thing you could think of which is yeah. usually the... <laughs> Do you have like a guilty pleasure that just makes you feel great? No cuz I'm not guilty I don't feel I'm over guilty pleasures in my life and proudly love everything. Okay, so but yeah, um, I'll switch that. Yeah. I love the show Nashville. I uh, watched the first season and then I stopped. So the music is, I like to sing, so the music was definitely a fun part. Oh, but... I have the soundtrack. <laughs> so the part I like about it is that I'm a pure New Yorker. I'm yep. like super immigrant. I'm very loud. As you can tell, listeners, I talk a lot. I'm very comfortable um, just being out there and fast. And Nashville is slow and a little passive aggressive and there's some drama and everything's beautiful and maybe like sepia. Like mm -hmm. it's just like everything's so nice that I just watch it and I just feel like mm, relaxation. <laughs> Did you do Friday Night Lights? I feel like that would have been your show. I have to. I have Same to here. do it. Just... I have to watch it. There's too much though, and then when when I have time to watch new things, I find I'll end up watching something I watch. Like I'll watch like um. On Sunday, like, yeah. I have this unofficial rule that we watch cartoons on Sunday morning. I don't know why, nice. <laughs> but, like, it just ends up being, like, Archer and Bob's Burgers every Sunday morning or, like, Futurama. And then I'm like, I should try Rick and Morty, but I just really want to watch this Futurama episode again. I'm doing that with Lost now where yeah. I'm, like, I was telling – I'm we're doing a rewatch, as you know, in Common Room. We're doing one episode at a time, and we have some first-time watchers. And this show – have you watched it? No, right? Oh, God. Yes. I – that's another show I completely missed out on. I tried it by the time I watched it. I'm like, what are you guys talking about? Everyone hates this show. No. Yeah. Okay. There's a. <laughs> Everyone hates it's it. More, it's an expectation thing. It was like people yeah. were expecting uh, answers to be given, but really it's a character based show. So if you come, if you do decide to ever try it. I, I watched the show. pilot and I, but that was six years ago. I was a different person. <laughs> so I should try it again. Try it again. But um, it, so the show. 
is a mystery based show and on every episode you get like another clue so you have to be very care and if you've watched it you have all the clues so you have to be very careful not to spoil so i've been telling myself to only watch the episode up until the episode that we're going to talk about on the show but i love it so much that i i was like asking permission from my friends i was like can i please go do you think i can continue and they're like well maybe if you keep really detailed notes <laughs> And I'm like, please, mom. <laughs> so, how did Common Room come to be? Mm, so, I I quit my job when I was 25, uh, 26. The week, like two days before I was 26, uh, because it was time. I was just like a law office, a law office uh, paralegal and office mm -hmm. manager, and I I wanted to go into my career, which I thought was to be a literature professor, mm -hmm. but that didn't work out. Um, just because it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. And it was just a really long road to get to where I wanted to. So I quit and I worked on my thesis. And then a month later, I was so bored. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I need a challenge. It's nice to chill. I haven't, yeah. I haven't had a like three weeks of days off ever, like since I was 19. So it was really nice to chill, but I got bored really quickly. So I'm going to start a blog and that failed, Chris, because I cannot hold myself accountable. Um, and then I remembered, I've loved podcasts since 2005. Let me see if I can do one of these. And I thought about all the things that I like, that I'm a girl who really loves all the things in the entertainment industry and the detail and the nerdy sense of like really mm -hmm. getting into it. And I love all the girly things, quotation marks, of like glamour magazine, of makeup, of fitness, recipes, things like that, fashion. So I thought, let me... I don't know that there's a space like that. Let me try to make one of my own. And uh, I'm still trying that. It's 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 really hard to balance. It's very broad. <laughs> so it's really yeah. hard to balance all that. But uh, it's still alive. And that's the biggest surprise in it's my huge. brain. <laughs> that's amazing. Well, I think that's good is because, like, you get to be a nerd and still like Glamour magazines. And, like, there's no <laughs> expectation, like... And, and that's growing up too. That stuff was so marketed. Like girls aren't supposed to like superheroes. Girls aren't supposed to like this stuff. I don't know why, but that was just the way it was. And um, it's like, well, you can, or if you like this one thing, you can't like two things. Like you can't like sports and Spider-Man, but like, you know, my right. brother is a baseball nerd and a comic book nerd. And it's awesome. Cause he could, he can be fluid between like bros and jocks and those dudes I don't really like at all and then come talk to us about explain to me why the defenders is going to be better the I don't know he goes off in some nerd stuff and I fucking love it we talk about the flash every time for like hours and he's older and yeah, my so brother cool. and I bonded about that too my oldest brother is a movie buff so I've, I was introduced to a lot of movies through him mm -hmm. my middle brother is more hardcore nerd and history so he read Harry Potter after I did, and it was really fun because there's the site MuggleNet. I don't know if you're familiar with it. No, Harry Potter's not my wheelhouse either. Okay. So back in the day, uh, it's my number one. Yeah. So one day, I'll get you. <laughs> but um, I saw the movie, the last one, or the second to last one, without knowing anything about it, and it was an interesting experience. Okay. That's probably the worst one. <laughs> yeah, because the one where his parents are dead and the whole theater is crying and you're like, why is everyone so sad? His mom's right there. <laughs> and then my wife's like, they're dead. Oh, I was like, okay. oh, okay. That's pretty sad. <laughs> I think you need to have like a web series of Chris doesn't know things and his yep. wife teaches him. <laughs> yep, that's been basically all sci-fi and all this stuff. 
She so showed, yeah, my, yeah that's, that's, that we should start that. I'm like, huh? <laughs> my brother used to print out like essays before the books were finished. They were, there's a lot of speculation and a lot of writers on that site and like fan fiction. So he would print that out and, we, and we're 10 years apart. So we would really bond over that. And then Hunger Games came out. We read those and we talked about it. And uh, he's always asking me like, what should I read next? And we, we like bond about nerd things like that. I loved Hunger. I did like Hunger Games. Yeah, that was fun. I really like those movies. And then I thought I was going to be ahead of the curve, so I saw Divergent, and I did not like that at all. I thought it was fun, but I'm hearing really bad reviews of this third movie. Um, there are three books, and, you know, they always do that thing where they, they split the last two. One. And they, they really went against – I haven't seen it, but, like, all the reviews are, like, really mad. Like, why are you changing the story so much? And it doesn't – and it's really bombing, and you're not going to have enough budget to make this next one. <laughs> uh, so. I love it. I don't really like – well, I loved Shailene Woodley and uh, The Descendants. I thought she was incredible. That's Yeah. I love that movie. I like I, – I, it's weird, too, because I love, like, action and comedy, but then, like, those, like, weird movies – like, Mumblecore, where nothing happens. I was like, give it to me. <laughs> like, I just saw – uh, hello, my name is Doris and was just in love. That movie. Okay. You want to hear something dumb? Yes. <laughs> so that movie came out on my birthday and I was like, is this foreshadowing my life? <laughs> like, is this? Well, happy I'm birthday. Cause that must have, that's very recent. Yeah. It was March 11th guys. Yeah. Listeners note that down for next Listen. year. I'll expect well, <laughs> do you live with your mother and are you guys hoarders together and have some codependency issues? <laughs> um, I'm oh, no. definitely <laughs> super close to my parents. Yeah. <laughs> very, very close to them. They're also a lot older, so I have this, like, really morbid, you know, I have a morbid fear of, like, what am I going to do when they leave? Like, yeah, yeah. I'm so young. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My mom was sick at one point, and that was, like, that's, like, that back thing in your head. You're like, what's going to be like? Like, when you also live with them, you see every single Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, oh, no, his, like, foot hurts. So it's like, what, like, I really feel like a parent sometimes, too, where I'm like, I'm always worried about them. Like, she didn't come home yet. Like, it's like seven. <laughs> I'm like, what's wrong? Um, but, but, yeah. What my, a great movie. Yeah, it was it was good. Yeah, because it, it, it builds itself as a rom-com, and it's not really as much about the – yeah, it's more about the uh, – about Sally Field's characters accepting the change and growth of life, and it's not as much about the Max Greenfield relationship, even though it's there, but it's funny, it's sweet. I love David Wayne, like, I really like those, like, his movies, I think that, it was, Sally Fields is just incredible. Yeah. She's so good. It was so sweet. I'm I'm afraid of seeing that, because I'm afraid it's a little too real <laughs> for me right now. Yeah, I remember seeing 50-50 at simultaneously, oh. like, my grandfather was going through, had Alzheimer's and my friend Sean had just died of cancer and like driving out of the theater and just like crying harder than anyone else. Are you okay? I'm like, it's too real. It's too real. It really is. Yeah. I, do you want to hear the, the stupidest movie that was too real for me? Yes. <laughs> it was this movie with Jennifer Goodwin and uh, Kate Hudson. It was called Something Borrowed. Oh, and it, it, was de- it was a rom-com based off a chiclet book. Um, and the story is basically Jennifer Goodwin is this really nice, good friend. And Kate Hudson, who playing the same character she always plays, mm-hmm. is this wild, sexy child who gets her way all the time, but kind of annoys everyone and forces everyone to do stuff. And like they're later in their years and they're not like, you know, it's just like a late in life, not really succeeding in a lot of avenues. And and whenever I, I walked home from the theater, I walked to the train from the theater and I was 
it was like raining. It was that perfect movie yeah. scene where it's like, oh, I'm sad and it's raining and I'm alone in a big city and it's just. <laughs> it's, but it's funny. I got dumped and saw uh, Internal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Oh my gosh. Oh God, talk about an embarrassing drive home with someone. Oh my gosh. I don't know why we're bringing up all of our embarrassing films. I know. Let's move on to something stupid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what, did we, what did you write down? We talked. Of, we were talking about. Oh yeah, like that's what it Facebook. was. Uh, I'm. I meant to pull that up first. Oh, Nickelodeon games shows. Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon games. Oh, oh, yep. which show we would want to be on? Yeah. Right? I, have you thought about this more? Because I go. I have. It's tough. Uh, are we? Because. We're that same golden age Nickelodeon era. I'm 29, and you're, okay. so we're very close, yeah. So to me, we're the same age, but to you, I'm much older than you. Cause that's Not all at I, all. My all brothers right. are 10 and 12 years old, yeah. and my parents are 40 years older than me. <laughs> yeah. My cousins are a lot older than yeah. me. So it's... When I was 29, I'd be like, 31? You're a dinosaur. <laughs> but now that I'm 31, I'm like, 21, 31? We're like the same age, guys? I, I feel that. Yeah, I feel that way all the time. When I have a coworker who's 21, I'm like, oh, we are different. <laughs> It, you know what? That's the scary thing. Yeah. Where my, I have a friend who's 25. I think she just turned 25. And that's not that far away from 29. Oh. But it really is. It and is. Everyone's different. But with this friend, it really is. And I, this is so jerky. But like sometimes where she complains about things, I'm like, your problems are such childish problems to me. Like, <laughs> like, yep. like when she complains to me, I'm like, how do I be nice? Like, how do I be patient? Because you're gonna it's so easy you're really gonna get through this yeah like but i was like that when i was that age probably complained to everyone yeah. like dude just shut up yes yeah, same grow up but yeah so the nickelodeon <laughs> golden age of era we had double dare what would you do nickelodeon guts legends of the hidden temple yeah <laughs> i feel like we're missing pie, some something with the pie was that what would you do there was Is a lot oh what? wild and crazy kids do you remember that one Yes. It wasn't that good, but I think it had someone who became famous. There was oh. also the um, Double Dare, you said Double Dare. Double, I think there was one, Family Double Dare was another one. Yeah. And then I, Global Guts, was that the same as Guts? Is that a separate show? I'm not sure. It might have had Mo, was that her name? No idea. I I've, I've and, totally uh, forgot these things. Michael Malley was the guy. That, that I remember. That or Mike. I just remember he's still like in things because he was in an episode of Parks and Rec. And I was like, that's the guy from Nickelodeon Guts. And I got like some stares like, what are you talking about? I was like, nothing. <laughs> nothing at all. I think I always really wanted to be on. I think every kid wanted to do Guts. But in my heart, I knew I would suck at it. Me too. Oh, please. <laughs> I think, but I really wanted to. Yeah, I wanted to go, go at the aggro crag. Guts is like kids American Gladiators. Yeah, that's exactly. And I used to watch American Gladiators too. Me too. And my my neighbors growing up, we had we would made up this game called Canodian Guts, where we would just beat the shit out of each other and pretend it was like the show Guts, because that's nice. a little. Did you boys win anything? Do. No. <laughs> it's just one of us would go home crying until we got grounded for hurting someone. But that was like what little boys do: is we just beat make up a game to fight each other. I uh, on my I used to live in a in a dead end. So, by the way, I once said dead end on another show when they didn't know what that is. You oh, know what that me. is, yeah. right? Okay. No end. <laughs> they thought it was like a really creepy street. And I'm like, yeah. what? They're like, no. <laughs> it's it's not end. a throughway. It's just the street goes, doesn't connect to another road. And right. You're so done. it was the perfect situation because it was my short block of condos. Uh, so only four families in each building. 
And across the street was the backside of a apartment building. So it was the perfect dead end. Like we really had the whole place to ourselves. Um, So we would play like all day. Like, and there were so many kids on that block. So we would play all day after school. And my mother would stand on the balcony and be like, Hadass, come home. And like, if the neighbor's older siblings wanted to annoy me, they'd be like, Hadass, I think your mother's calling you. Oh, yeah. It's time to go home. Now what do they do? They call the cell phone? It's like texting. I don't know, maybe like a fake call. Yeah, but that, I remember that was like my parents' code for I need to come in. It was like, Chris, you have a phone call. And I would just oh. be like, have them call me back. And then I'd run away. And I'd get in Who trouble. Who's calling me? I was like, I don't know. But yeah, because a lot of kids, I grew up in a neighborhood, tons of kids. So we would just be outside just goofing around all day. I, I was such a tomboy that I still have scars from this. I, um, I used to rollerblade a lot. Love rollerblading. Wish I could rollerblade more now. Um, People still blade? I don't know, but I don't care. I don't. I, I don't think it. you see a pair of blades around anymore. Maybe in New York, but like anywhere else. I'll bring it back, Chris. I think you should. <laughs> could you? Can you skate backwards? Yeah, a little. Yeah, I could not. <laughs> it's it's um it's a, it was a lot of fun. I wasn't a daredevil though because on yeah. the block over of the apartment building there was um indoor parking and, and it was like uh what's the word I'm thinking of? <laughs> like a parking garage. Yeah, but it it was um it was like a steep drive into it yeah and the older kids from the block used to love rollerblading down that i never did i was too scared um (laughs) but yeah one time the ice cream truck came and i got ice cream for myself and my cousin and i rollerbladed down like not a super steep thing but it was steep enough that i rollerbladed down it lost control and fell and I didn't protect myself. I protected the ice cream. Good. So I didn't like put my hands in front of myself or anything. So the whole side of my face was oh my God. like super scabbed up. <laughs> my elbow, one of my knees. And I remember my mother was so mad. <laughs> my mother is a very funny person. Uh, she's very bad at validating. So she would be like, why didn't you cover your face? Like, why did you save the ice cream? And I'm like, well, I already did it. And I'm in pain now. And I'm eight years old. So (laughs) this is not the point right now. But you got the ice cream. I got the ice cream. Well, that's all right. I got that King Cone. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. It's just funny. Like, this thing's changed so rapidly. It's, but I think it's. Ice cream trucks. Do you guys have that stuff? Oh, yeah. We don't have that really. Yeah. Well, are you in, you're in the city city? I'm in Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. I don't know if they have ice cream trucks in Brooklyn, but I mean, other than Providence, so which is a city, but it's not Brooklyn. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there's definitely there's some. And then I'm sure in the suburb, when I go to visit my parents in the suburbs, they have ice cream trucks. We, I, I totally veered us off, but Global Guts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's usually the, the every episode of this is the guest trying to keep me on track, even though I'm supposed to be in charge. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's that's a Hadass problem there. Yeah. Well, I think it's more interesting. Uh, guts, yeah, guts. I think ultimately I would want to be on What Would You Do? Because I love Mark Summers, and I really wanted to get a pie in my face when I was a kid. It was a weird thing I've always wanted. <laughs> I finally got it, but I was, like, obsessed with that idea of getting Legends of the face. Hidden Temple, too. I don't remember that one as much. I think that was the one I didn't watch. That that one I liked because there were several parts to it. There was like this part where you're rowing a boat real quick. Um, and then when you're in the actual temple and then you have to put the thing together and you can't get caught by the guards. Um, it's fun. Yeah. I mean, that was, 
that was also a good golden age of uh, animation too for the mm-hmm. unless no because like i think I've, I've gone back rugrats is a little overrated but and really i watched an episode a year ago and it really held up some of the early ones yeah uh are real monsters i found myself watching again as an adult and like being enthralled oh my gosh like, i have to watch it was like i, I was on netflix and it disappeared and oh, uh man, but it we'll was like it. really yeah that before um, i met tyler from um uh cynical cartoons he's like yeah. you know every cartoon ever existed on youtube and i was like what <laughs> and then i was just like i'll be like i still watch like goof troop on like youtube sometimes and like the critics and stuff you know what i didn't get into ren and stimpy i wasn't allowed to watch it so then i never yeah. got to like it and well my parents really didn't police that very well yeah and uh rocco's modern, modern life, life another really weird one it's so weird like super weird, like unnecessarily weird. Like Cinnamon Toast Crunch Band had look into his nipples of the future. Do you remember that? That was a thing. I remember there was like where they would close up on fleas. Was that mm-hmm. Ren and Stimpy or Marco's <laughs> Modern Life? And it was gross out humor, yeah. right? Like it was like, like stretching. What was your the face. the turtle's name? Who was like very clearly. It was like borderline anti-Semitic. Oh my gosh, I don't know. <laughs> oh my god, but there was like a turtle on the show who was like very like a Woody Allen character, and oh it was gosh. borderline of like racially insensitive. But I was like six, so I didn't know anything. Right. <laughs> there was like a heifer. That was a weird show, and I remember like not liking it, but it'd be on at a time. I hate being that old, like in my day. But it was like it would be on, and then it was like I'd be mad that it was on because I. Was There's just, nothing I, else to do. Yeah, I was like, all right, well, I was usually at my grandma's house, and mm-hmm. I didn't really know how to work the TV, so it's like, all right, I'm watching this, and <laughs> well, there's a terrible, terrible Nickelodeon show called Hey Dude. Remember oh, that? Oh, Hey Dude! I remember hating it. Salute your shorts, Pete and yeah, Pete. I liked Pete and Pete. If you go back, that's a really cool show. Yeah. That's, like, really, really cool. Did you hear Pete and Pete on The Nerdist one time? No. They were on. (gasps) I have to link it to you. You have to. Oh, my God. Yeah. I never knew that because I've listened to them on other podcasts, and they have their own podcasts as well. Yeah. That's how I heard about their podcast. I didn't know they had done it because they were on – or one of them was – yeah, they were on this show called Worst Gig Ever, which no longer exists. But Mm. I end up – yeah, and then I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about those guys. And then someone I, like – linked a like think piece from the av club about how uh pete and pete was like has this i don't know how the importance of pete and pete and i kind of went back and read it i was like oh yeah that was like an important show and i it just i remember loving it and always thinking there's something special to it and then my dad liked it and that was it like when i was a little kid my mom or dad liked something that i liked it was like a big deal because usually that, it was like for adults that has never happened to me ever my never parents, no my parents do not watch uh, we're Israeli, so like my parents, and and there's also the language barrier and the style, you know. Oh yeah. So they they really like we now on Cablevision has this channel. Our you know our cable provider has this channel where um it takes a lot of different shows from Israel from different channels in Israel and gives you a mixed up lineup every day. So you really get like a sampling of all sorts of things. Oh, that's so cool. So that's awesome for them. Like they're plugged in for most things. Um. Yeah. My mother loves Law and Order. And yeah, that's cool. And uh, she really loved Parenthood. We watched that show. I need together. to watch that, but I'm not ready for it. No, don't. <laughs> I heard it's really sad, but in a good way. Yeah, it's just very emotional. That's the word. Like sometimes yeah. it is sad, but sometimes it just really makes you care. Um, I, I love Peter Krause. 
Yeah, he's going to be in a new show now. Yeah, because I watched Sexy Men. Yeah, what was he on? Six Feet Under. Mm. I did two seasons of that, and uh, I, I'll, I'll, I'll breeze over this because it's horribly sad for everyone who hasn't listened. But like, in the time I watched two seasons of that show, I had like I went through like five deaths of people I knew, oh and I was like, maybe Six Feet Under is not for me right now. Like, I'd be watching oh it, going to a funeral. I was like, all right, I'm done. But it was a brilliant, brilliant show, and I absolutely love that stuff. Like that could exist because I like dark spaces a lot, but. I'm usually just a generally happy person, so sometimes yeah, I, I like that. to. Yeah, I, I try to make myself depressed sometimes. Why? <laughs> yeah, you gotta explore everything. Like I work you for mean like. Like a, sometimes you want to get a good cry. Yeah, I just like. Uh, I like dark stuff. I just mm-hmm. love like documentaries about fucked up stuff. Not fucked up, but like the the du- stuff of the the darkness of life, uh, tragedies mm-hmm. and stuff. Like I work for a behavioral health company. So I'm at the point where like nothing phases me because I listen to people's tra- – I read and hear about people's traumas all day and horrible things. I'm like, uh-huh. Like I could – someone could be telling – I've had a coworker give me the rundown on someone's like sexual assault and violent rape from their father while I was eating pizza. And I was like, man, not, oh my not enough sauce on this pizza. <laughs> like, you know, my mother does that with everything. Like she – so I don't, so that's why I actually think, A, I gravitate away from that, but also yeah. B, um, I don't think I'm in a place where I can't, I'm too emotional. Yeah. So, so my mother, <laughs> what did I talk to her about today that she changed really <laughs> negative? Hold on, hold on. What did I talk oh, Is your oh, mom oh. my mom? <laughs> <laughs> Ellen. So Ellen DeGeneres on her show today. Sorry, I'm just getting my charger. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres on her show today. Uh, announced that this um, comedian that she brought on the show recently, who oh, is uh, Quincy Jones, Jones, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's terminally ill, is getting a um, a special on HBO. Yeah. So I told my mother this, and she's like, "Oh wow, that's really nice." I was like, "Yeah, but you know, it's really sad." And she's like, "Well, you know, um, you know, there are a lot of people who pretend, and suddenly, oh, there's a cure." And I'm like, "Ima, why can't you just stay on the happy side?" Like, <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's... She does that all the time. And I watched yeah. Kevin Hart on Conan, and I've been dying to find this clip because this is her. And um, shoot, I even forgot the joke, but Kevin Hart was saying that he has a brother who's super like this. And I was like, oh my gosh, somebody has this. <laughs> like, I, need to, I need to share I, this with I other know people. I people like that. My mom's a lot like that too sometimes. Like, you say something nice, like, oh, wow. Well. I think maybe that's why we're cheery, because we're like, no, we're going to be fun. Everything's fun. <laughs> Like, I know everything's not great, but I'm having fun. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. (laughs) And that's nerd culture is just a celebration of everything that you like. You like this, too. (laughs) I like this thing. Other people like Firefly as much as I do or like whatever weird thing. But then there's a whole weird hierarchy of like elitism at a Comic-Con, which is like I kind of think is hilarious. (laughs) You know what? I have to tell you, I read this article that someone wrote um, how to not be a fake fan. And her, it was a satire, but her bottom line was like, don't think you're better or don't, uh, you know, don't think you're better because you read the books. Don't think you're better because you were there for the beginning and things like don't quiz other fans. So I'm like, mm, well, <laughs> sometimes <laughs> if I want to talk really deep into Harry Potter, gotta, I'd be like, yeah. oh, well, you know who this is. Right. And then if like they don't know who it is, then I can't really go into like, yep. I know that you don't know the nitty gritty. Like, so. I didn't respond because I was like, what are you, what are you going to respond to that? You're just going to be the jerk in the comments. Yep. 
But I did feel like, hmm, I think, I, I guess I am. I am an elitist Harry Potter jerk and fan. People, I have that a little bit with Simpsons. I have it with certain music. And everyone, everyone has a piece of them in there with it. Because for me, I think maybe for us, it's also not being mean. It's just like, well, I want to have this conversation. But if you don't yeah. know this, you clearly don't know this, this, and that. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that totally happens. Now, you got to go to the New York Comic Con? Yeah. That I... sells out every year so fast. Really? Yeah, I tried to go last year and it sold out before we got tickets. You know what? I can't actually. I don't know why I'm I'm like so surprised about that because this year I didn't buy a ticket. I didn't have any. I don't have money for it. So I was like, you know what? We'll see if special edition Comic Con, which was a a summer one before NYCC, they said that they were holding tickets, and that's where I bought my tickets the year before. So I said, uh, okay, you know, if by the time special edition rolls around and I get another job so that I can afford this, um, I'll buy them. But then my friend Summer, her husband uh, had to buy a four-day instead of a three-day and could only go two days. So it worked out really nice. How was it? Um, You know what? It was really great this year because I I went to panels. I didn't do that before. Um, It's my favorite part. It really is great, and I really love seeing the smaller ones. I'm I'm so not – I don't think I would ever be interested in waiting in line and seeing a, a huge panel. Um, and they're always online, so you always do get to experience it in the end. But the smaller ones have the better conversations. Yes, yeah, yeah. So I, I, like, I like hearing that and meeting new people. Like I went to one about mental health. Oh, and, wow. In pop culture, and that was really interesting. And then, And then the one before it – was LGBTQ uh, communities uh, representation in pop culture, and and I'm not of that community, and I I have a few friends that I can't say that I'm I understand all the facets of it. Mm-hmm. So I sat there just to save a spot for the next one. I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna understand this or appreciate this, but I loved it because all it talked about was being an other and making sure that you're represented. Yeah, and I just I loved it, and I and I was so happy that I was able to hear it. Was Geeks Out on that by any yes. chance? Yeah, yes, uh, Kevin hope. from Geeks Out's been on the show uh, nice. a couple of times. Wonderful organization. They put on FlameCon. I've heard about this. It's like the queer Comic Con is how they put cool. it, and that's weird because I'm like I'm, a, I, I'm always like not sure if we're supposed to use that word, but if someone else you do oh, first. Oh, flame? You mean? No, queer. Oh. <laughs> I think queer is okay. Yeah, but I've, I've had some work trainings that say you're not supposed to, but then it's like, yeah, but languaging is everything. But from the core of it, from everyone I ever talked to, it's like, just try, do your best, and people don't get mad at you if you say the wrong thing. Like most people, honestly, most people online who attack you for saying the wrong, if you say something like that, are usually aren't even part of that community. They're just someone trying to be a dick. <laughs> yeah, someone being like an ambassador. It's yeah, so it's funny. Like, I'm offended. And, and I'm, I'm all for PC culture. I'm not against it, but it's just <laughs> like, you know, it's My just My friend Lydia and I, Lydia, who's on Common Room also, we have fake offended fights all the time. <gasps> well, that sounds fun. Where one day I go to her, Lydia, I'm really offended that this actress is wearing purple in the picture. And, and she's like, well, I'm offended because Lydia is the person who invented purple and that's my name. And I'm like, oh, well, you're just changing the set. And, like, and then, by the way, by the by my second answer, I'm already tired of this fake fight. Like, oh, I'm yeah. already exhausted. Yeah, <laughs> I don't put that energy like, into the world. I'm like, yeah. And because I've heard also I listened to when you were on Dwight's podcast, the uh, Ain't No Downtown. Downton? About it. Downton, yeah. Uh, which another show. I just ugh. 
You listen and you don't even watch. I like you guys. Oh, I love you. <laughs> I was like, oh, I know who does this. She's cool. I'm like, oh, I, I love Dwight. He's one of my favorite people. I love Dwight. I was like, God, I think I wrote to him one time. I was like, hey, man, if we lived in the same town, we would be like couples friends that get dinner once a week. Isn't that so sad sometimes? Where I feel like I know. all of my friends are online and I don't need to go out because we have each other so close. But I it's talked, like... Yeah, I talk to all the Internet people all day and then I come home and. And then I, I see my friends at work and I'm like, I don't, I, I'm from Connecticut and I moved here like f- five years ago. So like, I don't have a big friend base here. It's kind of small because I moved here when I was 25 and I was like, oh, I talk to people on the internet all day, but none of them happen to live here. <laughs> there's, so there's this group, um, Geek Girl Brunch. Mm-hmm. And I, I wanted to, I like kind of push them. I always push them into doing more stuff that I want to do because I want to <laughs> hang out with people. So, um, I once told them, okay, guys, Star Wars is coming out, and the tickets are going to be on sale next week, so why don't you tell all your branches that we should all go together, (laughs) that they should set it up? Because how fun would it be that you can just find – there's meetup.com, but that's so messy. It's weird. It's great. It never works. not for me. Yeah. It never works out, I I find. So I just feel like it would be so cool if we had an easy way. There's the Nerd Out app, which tells you about all the latest events. Yeah. I mean, so, there's a whole bunch of us in that group who are in the same region. I think we're, yeah. we should just put on like a live podcast. It's the only way to make it work. You know what? Okay. So we were talking about connections for Carrie Fisher. I am part of Wizard World uh, Comic Con's uh, network, uh, radio uh, podcast network. Sorry, my mind spaced out and I don't even know what words I said. Um, <laughs> Some <laughs> Wizard <about> wizards. <laughs> Wizard World uh, Con Radio Podcast Network. And they have huge guests at their cons. And I feel like one day I want to cash that in and, and ask our like organizer, like, please, can you get this person, like, help me get this person on the show? And maybe, and oh, and he always said that if there's ever a con nearby and we want to host a live episode, we can do it, but it's never in New York. Yeah. How far would you have to go? I feel like Philadelphia is the closest. Yeah, it's far. Yeah. I mean, it's not, but it is. It's far. Money wise, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, I have to get there, I have to stay there, I have to eat there. <laughs> I have to, like... I'm not going to get paid to do this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I've wanted to put on a live one for so long, but I'm always like, yeah, no one's going to show up. <laughs> I think we, I think there's, I think we need to talk about that and like figure out how we do that. Maybe grassroots it. Like, yeah, I think we... I would do better in like a New York because I can at least pull in like my in laws and like five or six. And I don't even care about the crowd, but then I'm like, what? I... Well, for, for Super Week, is that what they call it before Comic Con? They have a million events, and they'll help you promote it. So yeah, I I just want to just go to hang at those things more than because I've I only been to Comic Con Rhode Island. I want to go into New York because my in laws are in Jersey, so like we're often yeah. in New York, which is great because I love going there. But I do you ever have you ever done Airbnb? No. Yeah, I we got um one of the best presents I got was to see Book of Mormon on Broadway. Nice. And uh, so I was like, we should just rent an Airbnb because I was like, I want to stay in New York City, but I don't want to spend four hundred dollars. Right. <laughs> so we stayed in Manhattan for that. Now I'm like obsessed with this idea. I was like, I just want to like rent an Airbnb for a week and just stay in New York and just yeah. hang. I like the country, but I just really love cities. Like I just love it. Me too. I have to stay in the city. Yeah. Like it's. I can't. I went to school in Vermont, and I'm like, uh, you know, it's cool. You've been around so many different places, Chris. Yeah, mostly New England. <laughs> But I haven't, you know, it's funny. I was thinking about like, I haven't been to many states 
I've been to three countries and one of them is Canada. So does that count? Yeah, like I'm I'm kind of when it comes to countries, I've been to Italy and Canada. Wow. Yeah. I've been I've driven cross country once. <laughs> that was good. That's really nice. Yeah, it's it's a, if anyone has the opportunity to you know, not even the opportunity to travel to like California, but just travel the opposite of where you live. Like if you grew up in New England, go see flat space. Grew up in glass, flat space, come to come see some trees. It's it's I, cool. I've been to Florida loads. My when my when I was younger, my father like my parents would drive a lot of different places. So we went to New Hampshire, went to Virginia. Um, we saw Montreal. I went to Toronto with my friends. We have family in L.A., so that's we've been there. We went to Nevada and Arizona, but I feel like I really want to see the like the South. Like I've never been to the South. Me too. I've only been to like North Carolina, and that's is that South. Yes, but not like I'm I really wa- bad at geography. I'm not like uh, attacking you. Like oh I don't no no know, yeah Chris. absolutely yeah anything <laughs> below uh, the Mason Dixon, which I think is. Maryland? Anything below Maryland is considered the South. But I mean, oh. I was coastal. But I really want to see like Mississippi, Alabama, Louisiana. I want to see Texas. I want to go yeah. to Nashville. I was just thinking about like planning a trip to Nashville. I was like, it's far, but cl- I want to go somewhere that's far but close. I want to feel like I'm far away from home, but close exactly. enough where I don't need to get on a plane. And like, I was like, DC. And I was like, I would love to drive to Nashville. I love music. I would just fucking yeah. just, just be. Texas, I want to go to Austin just to, you know, like I, I see like South by Southwest. I was like, I don't know anyone, anyone. I'm at that point in my life who's going to these things. It's through their work and it's not for fun. Right. <laughs> like anyone, and I've had some guests on the podcast who are playing there. And I was like, oh, that's cool. But like, that's your job. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it so sad? Like when you think of um, musicians who tour all around the world and really they're like, yeah, I've been there, but I haven't. I've seen my hotel. Yeah. And I always feel like that's such a waste. Like, can't yeah. their tour manager space things out? But it's all money. Yeah, I have a cousin <laughs> who did that. Like, she's a musician or a couple, and, and yeah, I mean, I guess if you plan your day off right, you can really do some good stuff. But it's like the the old saying is, if you're not playing, you're paying. Mm-hmm. So, and anyone I know in bands who've been like small indie DIY bands who didn't make the money. So unless you're like the Eagles who fly in on a private jet <laughs> and stay in the top floor of the hard rock in vegas you're not really doing it you know what like one indulgence i want i i just want to spend one night in a new york hotel but i would never justify that expense yeah. ever i've done it it's awesome but i don't yeah. live there <laughs> did you grow up in brooklyn yeah ah so you're like a pre you're like an original you can actually make fun of people for moving there because you were there first you know okay this is gonna sound so weird uh, maybe slightly racist, but to white people. So I hope that's okay. Oh, please. They're the worst. <laughs> so my block is like a little Jew town. Like there's so mm-hmm. many kosher restaurants, everything, like almost everything is kosher. Almost everything is closed on Friday and Saturday. So it's very Jewish. There's a lot of Middle Easterners. There's a lot of Pakistani and a lot of Middle Easterners there. There are a lot of Russians there. Um, yeah, those are like the big groups. So one day I'm like at my supermarket lately. I've, I've been seeing young white student, like hipster type. People oh, your neighborhood's getting area. taken over. And I was just thinking, I was like, where are you coming from? Like, where are you living? Like what? Like it's too far away from Brooklyn college. Like you didn't just stop here. Mm-hmm. To the, and I was like, where are they coming from? Like, <laughs> Gentrification is in order. 
It's over. Manhattan's too expensive and they're coming our way. It's uh Brooklyn is super expensive, by the yeah, way. Like if true. I ever wanted to move out, it's oh my God. So expensive now. My friend actually used to live in Brooklyn and she said she found a cheaper apartment in the city. Oh my That's God. That's nuts. That's so nuts. When our friends from New York visit us in Providence, they're like, holy shit, your apartment's huge. How much do yeah. you pay? And then I tell them, they're like, What? I, like, I feel well, like only New Yorkers would be like, how much do you pay? Yeah, that's like a thing. I was like, I don't know, man. Just I don't live in a box. I mean, listen, I would love to live in New York, but unless I had the money, it's not worthwhile for me. And I have like friends who live in Queens and they live in this tiny little apartment. And it's like, you don't have to live here. You guys can just move to Jersey. That's why living with your parents is awesome. And if you're in New York, it makes sense. <laughs> it's like, right? You would you would rent a studio, which would be a studio, bathroom, kitchen combo. And a, you'd have a bed and you would spend yeah. like... I don't know, more money than I would ever pay for an apartment. So, like, kind of uh, inside baseball here, I'm a Orthodox Jew. So if I wanted to live with my friends near where all the young people are so I could have some friends, all of them, I'm not this type of person, but a lot of these people, mommy and daddy are very rich. So they live in literally the most expensive part of the city. So if I wanted to move out and be near people I could actually hang out with and, you know, find maybe like dating or stuff like that i would have no money (laughs) what's the rich part of manhattan or brooklyn what's that west side of the city yeah Uh, upper east side like a very small amount but the young singles and the young early marrieds are in the upper west side and it's ridiculous and that's like 3k 3k for a few people in one apartment but that's 3k just for that thousand for rent just for rent it's ridiculous. I don't even make that in a month, which is that's it's depressing. disgusting. <laughs> like I, I could never do that. I could never do that. I'm too practical. Like I'm. Oh, that's I, gonna be get you through life. <laughs> I can't. Do I know. That. I, I remember I had a friend who grew up in uh, Alphabet City before it was nice. <laughs> By the time I visited him, it was like super nice, and he was just telling me about like what his parents had just happened to buy a place, and then the neighborhood got really nice. So they're just like, woo. I wish so much that I I remember when I was, when I had that law office job, it was a steady full-time job for a few years. And, you know, I was very young. I didn't, my expenses were fun stuff, you know, like movies. Oh yeah, yeah. I've been there. So, and I really saved up a nice amount and I I wish I saved even more so then maybe I could like invest in something like, you know. (laughs) Buy a brownstone in an up and coming neighborhood. Oh, not, no way. But like just (laughs) something, something that I could have some sort of thing that I could have invested in or like my parents could have helped me with. Like when my, my brother, my middle brother was very smart about this and he did invest. Um, and, and, you know, he had a little bit of help from our parents, but they're not going to pay half. Like they, he worked really hard and saved so much and he really paid off for him. Maybe, maybe now in this 29 stage, I can start over and think about things like that. Would you ever leave New York? You know, I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm too New York. Like, I feel like, uh, and even for, okay, so we're talking about gentrification. The white immigrants are coming. So, like, all of these Australians, these Brits, all these Canadians are coming to New York and are nicing it up. And there's a lot less grit in business. So, my kind of personality is no longer working here. Yeah. But like, it's the only place that it works too. Like 
New York is the only place where you could be fast and clear and direct. And, you know, nice. I think I'm nice, but I'm direct. So it's, I don't know how I live in California. California is also super expensive too. Oh, man. And there's also like the Judaism aspect. Like there aren't, like Florida has a Jewish um, community, but no, I need, I need winter. What about upstate, (laughs) like Monroe, that area? Um, what do you mean? New New York? York? Yeah, it's like there's a very large Hasidic population out there. Yeah, that's not me. Yeah. That's like, I need, I need. But I'm it's ver- country and. Ugh. It's country and no, they don't know who Oprah is. Like, it's just like, like. Yeah, you're like, I need to start. Yeah, so you're a city. Yeah. But I, I get it. I, t- I mean, I, I love cities. cities. It just, there's something about it. I need to be stimulated. I also need to be, I need to walk to places i don't want to drive everywhere if i need to buy milk i want to be able to walk across the street or like a few blocks away like i don't want to be so far away from things that i need is that what, what is that like how is it at providence like how do you is it very driving it's a driving city but i think we're just i'm lazy and could walk way more it was just funny because this saturday like i walked i did like a really big walk it was awesome nice. it was like i think we walked like five miles which was huge for us it was like this weird thing. My wife, we're like, let's just go downtown and get coffee, and we'll walk downtown. It's a twenty-minute walk. So in New York, that's nothing, but here it's like long, it's, long it's, blocks. Cause it, yeah, because we don't have blocks; it's a street. And then we just kept going. So it was a great day. I was like, wow, Providence is way more walkable than I give it credit for. <laughs> but I moved here as an adult who has a job that required a car, and so I just don't think it's definitely. Yeah, I have a friend who lives here and gets by without a car, but it's kind of tough. Our public, there's oh. not. It's not great public transport, transit. That's so, another thing. Yeah. I love our public transit. I wish everywhere had it. I mean, you know, the whole country at one point had it, and then there's that whole story with Ford dismantling it and then uh, making the roadways coming through. So right. Take that, Ford. There's that Tesla, and I forgot the other company. They were on Hydroloop. Mm-hmm. Hydroloop? Oh, Hyperloop? the Hyperloop, yes. Hyperloop. That, I think, if they get their act together and make that... That would be so great. That's funny because that will happen, but it will not be in this country. What do you mean? Just because the way if, – if it was privately funded, maybe. It is, isn't it? It can be. Well, so I think – what's the guy's name? Is it Elon Musk who thought of yeah. it? Yeah. And he just put it out there for public record. He's like, someone figure this out. Um, I think you're going to see that in like a Japan, a place that's more tech savvy. and Because it's hard to build new infrastructure with – in this country because it's just so large and, and also I mean, state you know, by state laws yeah i mean that. california from like new york to san francisco could work yeah I, i've been reading about, a little bit about that and then there was like the idea of doing it from like here to china but the thing there was something they couldn't do it because of the tunneling isn't that advanced because the the earth is curved interesting i remember hearing someone talking about who knew way more than me because i heard those guys are nerdist too and then yeah I was like, that's really cool. I'm like, and I, that would be so cool. Like, why is there not a hyperloop from Boston to New York? Mm. There it should be. Like, why is it a four hour car ride? Or why is there not a train that goes from Boston to New York? You have to take uh, the Feng Shu that will probably get you killed. I don't know what that is. <laughs> oh, it's like um, a bus that goes from Boston to New York and the notorious for speeding and falling over and hitting oh. people and people die. Okay. <laughs> yeah, never take one, but. Um, Chris, did you ever, when you were little, try to dig a, a, a hole really deep into the earth to get to China? Oh, everyone did. <laughs> okay. And you get like a foot and you're like, yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, and then you get older. You're like, oh, I would hit the equator first. 
This would not go. <laughs> or like the well. Earth's core. Yeah, like where did I get that? Gooey filling. That's excellent. Um, so we should wrap it up, but did sure. We, did we talk about anything important in your mind? I hope we <laughs> hit on Common Core a little. I had blast, and that, Me these too. are the these are the ones I enjoyed the most. I hate when I have to actually ask people stuff and research. Yeah. Why don't you throw me like a professional question? Oh, I don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was kind of blown away when I was on your show because I, I, you guys were very um, organized and you had show notes and like you talk about this, this, and that. Yeah, you sent them to me, and maybe it was just because I was like I was also very a very last minute add on, so maybe you were like nervous. I was like, wow, you guys are on top of your shit. <laughs> like we're gonna talk about this part of the film and then this 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 and it was wonderful and oh okay i know what you're talking about we did used to have even more impressive show notes but i i just don't have time to make them anymore so what what we usually do is like a like what we did well our topic is pillows okay what do you think about pillows what are the pros cons what do you want to add and then we'll just organize it so that you know i have some sort of structure yeah. Well, at least use a minute to plug yourself for all your wonderful endeavors so people can find you online. And I'll oh, put an intro you. in the front as well. And nice. Put it, get you the old sure. let's chat bump, which I hope it there is one. I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. That would be – I'm going to pay attention. Um, <laughs> I'm Hadass, and I'm from Common Room. <clears throat> this always happens, by the way. Every time I'm <laughs> plugging, I have to cough. Mm-hmm. Uh, Common Room is comram.co. It's a website and a podcast about pop culture and F3, which is food, fitness, and fashion. And yeah, we try to go a little deeper than regular stuff. We definitely have review episodes, but I kind of try to get a little fancy and try to find another angle and have fun with it. Right now, if this comes out in March, then we're talking about international women. Or if you're listening later, there's a bunch of international women content in your feeds. Oh, and yeah, find us online. We're at we're Comramco. I meant to bring up the international women's thing way earlier and I forgot about it. Because I think <laughs> that's, that's okay. really great that you guys are doing that. And you're doing are you still doing that movie challenge? Yeah, so I think I'm gonna have to start it in April because there's just too much going on in March. But it's yeah, it, yeah. it's a long term thing and I just think it would be nice to every so often catch one of the movies on the list of 52 films by women. Mm-hmm. Um, and Margot made a list of international ones. So not British, wow. not yeah. Australian. So really, and also it's just cool, you know, like totally different cultures, totally different humor. It's interesting. And, uh, you know, the media is just such a, it's just a bunch of white dudes, even though I am one. And, <laughs> um, and that's always, and it's, it sucks. It just it bums me out when a movie like uh, Gods of Egypt comes out and no one from Egypt is in it. Well, do you watch John Oliver late night with John uh, last week tonight? No, I hear it's really great though. Yeah, he does a great thing. It's like, how is this still a thing about whitewashing in Hollywood? <laughs> and it was like, well, you know, just put your money where your mouth is. Like, if you see a movie directed by a woman, go see it. And if that makes enough money, then she'll get another movie. And that's another thing about internet culture is that we yell and people have to listen to us. Yep. Except we yell about Star Wars and things like that. And well, I not- feel like, <laughs> no, we yell about everything. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when the first Star Wars preview came out and that small facets of racist came out against Finn about the yeah. black stormtrooper? But the funniest things are like, you're talking about a galaxy far, far away and a black stormtrooper is a thing you find unrealistic. Right. <laughs> Howard Stern I don't even I don't even like I don't love Howard Stern but he's good sometimes he had J.J. Abrams on and I listened to the clips on SoundCloud so there was that clip where he allowed his um 
like someone from the office to ask JJ a question. And before they even, you know how, I don't know if you listen to Howard, but he's like so no. direct all the time. So if, if I was like Howard interviewing you and I'd be like, hey, Chris, where'd you get that sweatshirt? And you'd be like, um, well, I bought on. Oh, wait, that's great. So what is it made out of? And it just like keeps interrupting you and confusing mm. you and changing. So they interrupt this guy and he says, he asks him, what's the whole thing with the black stormtrooper? Why are people so mad? So there are the racists. And then there are the uber nerds who are like, well, they were clones and they were more like Filipino and they weren't really black. So like, how is it from the nerd side? Like, how are these not the clones? (laughs) Oh my God, people. I love it. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to stop before we go on another. Uh, Oh, well, thank you so much for doing this. This is a ton of fun. Let's, we'll have to do it again for sure. (laughs) Thank you. Yes. This was really fun. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I'll let you know. Do you need it up for any time frame? All right, cool. I'll figure that out later. Um, have a good rest of your night. <laughs> Thank you. Did you know that listening to Let's Chat with Revelin Friends can improve your memory, problem-solving skills, and ward off Alzheimer's? Hello, everyone. This is Dwight Hurst from the Broken Brain Podcast. It's a weekly podcast about mental health, psychology, and psychotherapy. And unlike the spurious claims I just made about listening to this show, we actually try to talk about things that are researched and just true. If you believed the things I just said about Let's Chat with Revlon Friends, it probably would come true. That's called the placebo effect. My own experience has been that when I talk to Chris or listen to his show, I always walk away feeling like a little bit better, a little bit smarter, and like the world is a little bit better place to be. Anecdotal evidence that all my claims are true. So tuck yourself in and sit on back and listen to a great episode right now of Let's Chat with Revelin' Friends. Take it away, Chris.